Welcome to Sex Ed with DB. I'm your host, Danielle Bezalow. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. If you love and support the work that we do, join my crew on Patreon to win amazing prizes like our adorable merch, exclusive behind the scenes content, private sessions with yours truly, and incredible sex toys. Go to patreon.com slash sexedwithdb to join my crew. Get discounts at all of my favorite brands at sexedwithdb.com. And follow us on Instagram at sexedwithdbpodcast and on TikTok at sexedwithdb. If you want to partner with us, email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. Hello, hello, folks. I hope everyone is doing well here where I'm living in Northern California. There has been a shit ton of rain. Uh, if you are caught in the rain, hope you're staying cozy, staying warm, uh, watching your favorite movies. I personally have seen The Mummy and The Mummy Returns within the past few days. I highly recommend. Brendan Fraser's making a comeback. But we're not talking about Brendan Fraser today. We're talking about the most common STI in the United States. Now, I'm going to challenge you to when I'm finished saying this, pause this episode and say out loud your guess as to what you think the most common STI in the U.S. is. Go ahead and pause. By now, maybe you've unpaused and maybe your guess was herpes or it was chlamydia or it was gonorrhea or it was HIV. And I'm here to tell you that the most common STI in the United States is actually the human papillomavirus, aka HPV. Really important stats that I'm going to share with you today that are from the Office on Women's Health from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So if you learn something in this bonus episode and you're like, hmm, that's weird or that's interesting, I want to learn more about that, go ahead and Google HPV, Office on Women's Health, U.S. Department of Health, and you will find this website that I'm looking at. So let's talk about the details of how HPV is the most common STI in the U.S., Really important stat here, about 80% of women, uh, and they're using women here. As we know, not all women have vaginas or have cervixes, but that's the stat that they have here, will get at least one type of HPV at some point in their lifetime. That is because many women do not know that they have HPV because it usually has no symptoms, and goes away on its own. So really think of it as many cases here out of this 80%, people never know they have it, and then it just goes away. And we can talk about how exactly that happens because some other cases do have symptoms and illnesses, and some of those can include genital warts or cervical cancer. And so it's really, really important to get pap smears, aka the test where you're testing essentially the the cervix and if you get a quote unquote normal pap smear uh, where there you know your doctor or medical provider says okay everything looks normal or there's an abnormal pap smear cervical cancer can fall under something where you get a quote unquote abnormal pap smear so it's important to know that you can get a vaccine in order to help you prevent HPV, and that's called the Gardasil vaccine. Essentially, it's in multiple doses, and typically if you're a teen, you can ask your doctor, or if you're an adult and you've never gotten it as a teen, you should 
say to your doctor, hey, I learned about HPV. I heard about this Gardasil vaccine to help me prevent HPV. Can, can you tell me more about it? And so let's get into a little bit more details of what, what HPV really is. And something that's wild about HPV is that it's not just one thing. It's really a group of viruses that includes more than 100 types. And more than 40 types of HPV can be passed through sexual contact. And so the types that infect the genital area are called genital HPV. And in terms of who gets it, surprisingly, it's people of all genders. It's actually the most common STI in the U.S. for both women, men, non-binary folks. About 79 million Americans have HPV. And as we mentioned earlier, it's so common that 80% of women will get at least one type of HPV uh, in their lifetime. And so how is it spread, perhaps? As we said before, vaginal, oral, anal sex, and it can be spread even if there are no symptoms. So this means that you can get HPV from someone who has no signs or symptoms. Uh, In addition to those kinds of sex, genital touching, right? And someone with a penis does not need to ejaculate for HPV to be spread. And HPV can also be passed between women who have sex with women, people with vulvas who have sex with people with vulvas. And the last way it can be spread is from childbirth, from a birthing person to her baby. So what are some of the symptoms of HPV? As we already talked about, most people with it don't have any symptoms, which is why folks need to get regular pap tests if you have a cervix. And when are you supposed to get a pap test? So experts recommend that you get your first pap at age 21. And as I mentioned, the pap test can find changes on the cervix caused by HPV. And if you're a woman or someone with a cervix between ages 30 and 65, your doctor might do an HPV test with your pap smear every five years. So that's essentially a DNA test that detects most types of HPV. Now, another way, as we talked about before, you could tell if you have HPV is if you have genital warts. And what do those look like? They usually appear as a small bump or a group of bumps in the genital area. They can be different sizes, raised or flat, uh, shaped like a cauliflower. And doctors or medical providers can usually diagnose genital warts by looking at the genital area. Other kinds of questions. Can HPV be cured? No, because viruses aren't cured. They go away on their own. So HPV doesn't have a cure. And as we said before, it usually HPV just usually goes away on its own without any symptoms. And so if HPV doesn't go away, there are treatments for genital warts and for cervical cell changes caused by HPV. How can we prevent HPV? So as I mentioned, the HPV vaccine is available. If you want to learn more, ask your medical team about that. And other kinds of ways to prevent using condoms. You know, the best way to prevent STIs is using condoms because it's a barrier method in order to lower the likelihood of skin touching skin or mucus touching mucus uh, in order to transmit STIs. Getting tested and having your partner getting tested lowering or limiting the number of sexual partners if you want to lower your risk. And so that's a lot of info about HPV. I think the really important thing to note is that this is just another reason why we should be actively trying to destigmatize STIs. 
if 80%, which is most women and people with cervixes, get HPV in their lifetime, we should probably be talking about it a little bit more and talking about ways for people to limit risk and talking about ways that we can destigmatize genital warts and, and other STIs that cause similar symptoms. So if you have other questions about HPV, I really recommend that you chat with your medical team, do some research, check out this website. If you just Google U.S. Department of Health Office on Women's Health HPV, you will find the same article that I'm looking at. Yeah, I just highly recommend that you stay safe, you know, make sure you do your research and really work with me to destigmatize STIs. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to see y'all and talk to y'all next week. Bye. Our creator, host, and executive producer is me, Danielle Bezalel, aka DB. Our co-producer and communications lead is Katherine Cohen. Our co-producer is Brian Peoples. Our social media intern is Sarah Kelly. Our music theme is by Hook Sounds. Thank you so much to our featured guests, partners, and our listeners. Want to advertise with us? Email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. For more sex ed content, follow us on IG at sexedwithdbpodcast and on TikTok at sexedwithdb. See you next time.